Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Today is February 26, 2022. We are on a new lesson for a new book. Um, this is Leviticus. Um, there's some specific things I want to tell you about Leviticus before we start, and I want to put some announcements in. My first announcement is that, um, and I will continue to say as the platform continues to grow, I am on iTunes and um, Spotify and Anchor. As I learn about different platforms and I feel like they're appropriate enough to uh, put my platform, then I will do that. Again, I'm still learning all of this stuff. I'm kind of old school. Not that I, you know, not that I'm an old dog that doesn't know how to do new tricks, but um, I discern on where my platform should be. So I'm always thinking about which one is the most appropriate. So that's why. Okay, that's number one. Um, number two, um, I usually do announcements with a predominant amount of um, lessons that I do, whether it be biblical lessons, um, scriptural jewels, platform, whatever. Um, if there is someone who would like to have me deliver an, a personal announcement or just a general announcement or something that they want to um, have said on the air, you can send me an, uh, a message. Send it through Anchor because um, when I go, you know, when you start listening, Spotify slash Anchor, when you start listening and there's a little thing that says, please put your question here. You could put a question or a comment there, and then I will take that question or comment, and I will um, make the announcement the next um, lesson I do, okay? So, you know, this is about us as we grow in the word. That's number one. Um, number two, I want to say this in regards to the lesson that I'm getting ready to teach. Please mute your mics when you come in. Thank you. Um, uh, in regards to the lesson that I want to teach, uh, the children of Israel and the whole Old Testament, which and new, but more concentrated on the Old Testament, um, children were a blessing. I think I said this already in Genesis, children were a blessing. So if you didn't have children, then it was presumed that you sinned somewhere along the line. And that's usually what happened. However, with the chosen children, specialized care and um, being set apart for various reasons, the Most High did in, in regards to Yahusha, in regards to um, uh, uh, Moses, in regards to Abraham, these were specialized um, things and Yahusha's mother, Miriam, her name was not Mary, it was Miriam. Um, so um, a certain children, um, were given to their parents under certain circumstances. So a lot of times, even um, John the Baptist, which is Yachanan, Yahusha's 
um, cousin. Now, Yahusha had a cousin named John, and which is Yachanan, and his brother. So um, there were specialized circumstances for people who didn't have children, even though they were mocked. The Most High set them apart so they could get ready to have this special child. And we'll talk about that as things um, progress. Um, the reason why I'm saying that now is because I'm getting ready to set the stage for Leviticus, and I want you to keep this in the forefront of your mind when we start talking about various children and such. So now I'm going to get on the line of, um, excuse me, the book of Levitic Leviticus. Now, what I want to say is, and I'm going to say a bunch of stuff before I start getting into it. So what I want to say is Leviticus has 27 chapters. The, uh, please mute your mics. Um, um, the chapters are going to be broken down in three sections. Today's section is going to be from one to 10. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm going to set the stage for you. The children are still in the uh, wilderness and they're going to be in the wilderness until Deuteronomy. Um, this is the uh, third book of Moses, which is Leviticus. We already went through this when I first started in, Ge um, in Genesis. I already told you all the five books. I already told you what they meant. If you don't remember, go back to Genesis. I'm, I don't have the luxury or time to continue to reiterate things when you can go to the platform and get them yourself. Um, uh, all these nuances I want to tell you, not every specific nuance I can, but the specialized things I want to tell you because they're going to keep coming up. So um, I want you to know before we go into these 10 points, cleanliness was important. Now, remember, the children of Israel was in the wilderness. There was no water, none of that. But the Most High made it possible through Moses. So we have to understand that there is a saying that people believe is scriptural, but it isn't, but it's relevant. So I'm going to say it. People say cleanliness is next to godliness. We already know. We don't, you know, we already know that the people that the person that you are um, praying to is not God and he's not a God. In the eighth heavens, there are gods and lords. So if there's gods and lords in the eighth heavens, why would you call the most high, the author and the finisher, the alpha and omega, the father of spirits, a God or a Lord? We know not to do that. When we start talking about real spirits and all that, and I already spoke about spirits, but I didn't get specific, okay? But there are gods and lords that they call, these are spiritual deities, okay? So there's no need for you. Once you understand things, the expectation is for you to do better, for you to fall back. And there's a lot of things in regards to falling back into your old routines, even though you know better and you heard, there's no excuse. Like I said, Moses did not see the promised land because he didn't do a simple task that me and you thought was simple for the most high and the most high punished him. So if he did that to Moses and Moses was the meekest and the humblest and the mildest in this whole scriptures, what do you think he's going to do to us? Okay, so when you learn better, the expectation is to do better. All these excuses is nothing because the most high don't want to hear them. You heard it, you experienced it, and the expectation is to practice it. That's number one. So the children, in, the children of Israel had the... Uh, 
clean and consecrate everything, especially the priests. And that's what we're going to talk about. Remember, they're still in the um, wilderness. Okay. Um, what else is important? Okay. If they, if they were slaughtering slash sacrificing animals, and I'm going to explain to you why they was doing this, then it was specific animals. It was bulls. It was lambs, it was goats, it was various birds like doves and pigeons. Um, fine flour was used, olive oil was used, various um, products was used. There were also forbidden products. You could not use blood um, in, a, in various sacrifices. And I'm going to get into it, but I'm just throwing this out there so you understand, because I can't break it down once I start speaking it to you. Um, various uh, things was, remember, you could not eat blood. You could not, um, when various sacrifices, some of the priests had to eat the sacrifice after. It was given to the most high, but the, um, it was sanctified after that. So what happens to this, um, the sacrifice? The priests ate it. So um, it, it had to be consecrated and they had to be specialized um, and prepared for the most high. And later on, the priest ate it. Now, when the priest left the, um, and I already told you the tabernacle, I already told you um, last week when it was in, it's the last um, teaching of um, Exodus, the tabernacle was put together. I discussed the specifics of the tabernacle, and now I'm telling you uh, the duties of the priests and the reasons um, why the priests had to do certain things, and we'll get into that. But I'm setting the stage for you so that you'll know. Um, the priests were supposed to prepare everything. The priests, like I said, you walk into the tabernacle, you, you didn't have no shoes on. It was only supposed to be a certain people in the tabernacle. It's supposed to be certain priests that was consecrated just to do certain duties. The clothes and everything, if it was exposed to the sacrifice and the odors of the sacrifice, meaning the smoke, you know, when you cook something and sometimes you'll see smoke and stuff like that. <laughs> Those odors and um, the lingering stuff was consecrated, meaning it was so holy. You have to take your clothes. The priest had to take his clothes off, the ephod, the robe, all that, and leave it in the um, specialized area, the holies. You had to leave it there because that's how holy it was. So the priest had different types of clothing. I already told you last week that they had bells on the bottom of their robes. The ephod was like an apron. It has certain colors in it. They had gold um, and onyx stones on the shoulder. They had um, precious stones, 12 precious stones that represented each child in it and his house of Israel. You already understand Yahuda's stone is an emerald. Every child of Yahuda that was um, sent on the four corners of the um, globe, their house stone is an emerald. The house stone is an emerald. And what does that mean for those in the back? <laughs> it means your forefather's stone that represents his nation is an emerald. Okay? Yahuda. Your stone for your house is an emerald. 
and I will give you an example. You know how over in Europe, when they have this special crest for the people who's um, kings and stuff, and they have this special little em emblem, and it represents their nation and how their priests, not priests, sorry, their kings and princes wear this special emblem? Well, the children of Israel have special emblems too, but it ain't no, uh, it's not a statue or nothing. It's a precious stone. So like I said, Yahuda's stone is an emerald, okay? Now, um, what did I, what else did I say? Okay, um, each priest comes from the line of Levi, which at this time, um, Aaron and uh, Moses, they are of the line of the priest. Their family is of the line of the priest. So Aaron's son was groomed to be the priest and the whole line of Levi, which Aaron falls under the line of Levi as well as Moses, their duty, their duty, I already told you their lot is the most high. What does that mean? It means that every, all the 12 sons get land, they get money, everything's divvied out. It's like when somebody dies and they um, give their, um, you know, their money, their generational wealth like that. Okay, that's in today's time. Say like your, your parent or somebody has um, wealth and they pass it down to you. Well, that's what the Most High did. The Most High gave all of the children wealth, generational wealth. That's what they gave them. Now, from there to here, people don't have none because people are sinning and insubordination. That's the whole point. When you don't listen to the Most High, you don't get your blessing. You block your own blessing. This is the whole point. From the children now in real time, since biblical days to now, the children don't have a pocket person in the window to throw it out of. And why? Because they have not turned back from their wicked ways. The Most High said, and this is in the New Testament, for the children who are called by my name, turn from your wicked ways, okay? Repent, seek my face, and I will hear from you and heal your land. What does that mean? I'm gonna give you all the blessings that you bypass. But since you know the children of Israel ain't listening, they don't listen to nothing he said and haven't been. And this is the beginning of the end. I said that last week. They ain't getting none. But at this time, they are being groomed to get everything they need. Remember, this is the beginning of everything. So, uh, you know, as time marches on, you're you going to see all the nonsense they go through. But anyway, like I said, a child of Israel can bypass their blessing if they sin, okay? So I just set the stage for you and now I'm gonna explain this. Now, I cannot explain every nuance to you. I just really can't. You have to, and I will upload the book of Leviticus. Try listening to it. If you have any questions and I'm sure you do, do not be afraid to ask me, please ask. There are some things, um, wait, let me just say this. The last book of the book of Jasser, they are in Leviticus. That's the last book of the J book of Jasser. When I uploaded book number five, it goes straight into Leviticus. From Exodus to Leviticus, that's the last book, the book of Jasser will talk about. If you have, if you have finished listening to the book of Jasser, you probably uh, can remember or recall little pieces of what I'm gonna say. 
Last week, I gave the cart before the horse because I was saying that um, Aaron's sons died because they brought strange fire, blah, blah, blah. This is actually in the outline of Leviticus up to 10 because in 10, that's when they did that. So we already, I already discussed that. I already put the cart before the horse, but you understand what I mean. So there's some more things I want to talk about the food because there's um, in the first three chapters, actually all the way up to four. Um, five up to chapter five there's various um offerings to the most high and there's different ways that the most high wanted the sons of aaron and aaron to prepare this and the rituals that he wanted specifically and i'm gonna talk about that um and one more thing i want to tell you um there's certain products that the most high wanted like i said for the um for the um grain offering um he wanted specific flour um and he didn't want no yeast in it which they call leaven what is yeast yeast is fungus why would you give fungus to the most high this is why also a lot of people ate honey back then they still do it's very ancient everybody knows everybody loves honey but the most high never wanted honey when you were preparing this offering why didn't the most high want honey in his offering because honey was vital and salt and all of that salt he always wanted but i'm gonna give you the reason why he wanted certain things in it like i said honey is um, excuse me um uh yeast is fungus why would the most high want fungus in his um offering that's just like preparing poop to, to a regular person today would you want poop in your thing? A poop is natural. Poop is um, organic. Poop is all of that. It is. But would you want it? That's number one. Number two, honey. What is honey? Bee throw up. That's what honey is. Okay. We like it. Humans like it. It's fine. It's organic. People like it and all of that. And they even cheat on it and put a, uh, a false um, uh, sweetener in there that is posing as honey that is hard to dissect. There's a lot of things about honey that go through rigorous um, tests. There's actually in the F, um, FDA, there's certain people that regulate honey. I'm not even going to go into that, but I'm just telling you there's certain, certain regulations honey has to be in. This is how important honey is to humans. However, the most high don't want bee throw up on his um, altar. So don't give it to him. Okay, so that that was some of the um, the expectations of the priests. I'm just setting the stage because I'm just going to flow through all this stuff and it's going to say, don't put honey, don't put yeast like that. Um, what else did he not want? Um, oh, OK. Remember, I told you there's um, there's life in the blood. So he didn't want blood either. When there's sacrifices, you had to take the blood and do certain things with the blood but he did not want you to sacrifice it when you was cooking the meat it better not be no blood in there because the blood is the life and the reason why he didn't want blood is because blood was con um, connected remember the blood is the life but the blood is connected to the um, flesh and who rules the flesh okay okay that's why and the fat the most high said he don't want his children eating fat now i don't want to go into this but how many people you know eat fat and like it you're not supposed to be eating it okay that's against the law anyway the whole um outline of leviticus 
is connected to the 613 laws of Israel. I'm going to say it again. The whole outline of Leviticus is connected to the 613 laws of Israel. Now, where do these laws start? They start in Leviticus. Where do they predominantly, uh, where are they predominantly? They are predominantly, meet your mic. They are predominantly in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Leviticus and Deuteronomy, that's where they are. So Leviticus and Deuteronomy hold the 613 laws of Israel, okay? Now, I just want to give you a little piece of um, why the laws are. The laws, the laws that the Most High put in place are there for sinners. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't know you're sinning, then you can keep doing it. But the most high put guidelines in place so that you wouldn't sin, okay? The laws are for sin, sinners, okay? Just to make sure you don't sin because the children of Israel don't listen. So since they doing little things, they don't have no business. The most high said, here's the outline that you should live by. This is why, okay? Now I just set the stage. Now I'm getting ready to go through this outline. Remember, this is the scriptural cliff note sessions it will be cliff notes i just set the stage for you and now i'm going to give you the cliff notes the purpose of me doing cliff notes is to have the children of israel the original branches along with the honorary branches to know the history of israel the history of your faith why you should be focusing all your faith and your love on the most high. We are going to go from beginning to end. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to give you all this stuff in a short time. And I will keep you abreast of everything that, um, you know, every uh, strategy that I use to uh, move this um, lesson forward. Because like I said, we have 66 books. And I have to break each book down in four or five lessons. We'll be doing this forever. But there are certain strategies that I'm trying to put in place that I can condense stuff just to give you enough information so that you can um, move forward with the zeal to um, get the word of the most high straight for yourself. Just me giving you guidelines, giving you information to move forward. Okay? So... Now, like I said, the book of Leviticus, we can ready to do the outline. The book of Leviticus is the priestly code. What does that mean? The priestly code means, wait, let me stop. Um, okay, um, we usually do this in two lessons. If I bypass the time allotted that I, um, that's going to pop up, please link on to the next link that will be sent to you shortly. Just FYI. Now I'm going to go into it. The priest, as I said in the last week of um, Exodus, everybody's in the wilderness. The, uh, it took five months for the a tabernacle to be put together. The priest was getting together, getting consecrated and all that stuff. Everything was being prepared so that they can go and worship the Most High. Now, why is this? Um, like I said, the laws was put together, 613 plus those 10. 
was put together for sin, just to make sure you didn't sin. They were guidelines so that you didn't sin. Because if you don't know that you're sinning, you could keep doing it. And that's the excuse. You already know the most high put this together before the foundation of the world. He already know all the thoughts and all the schemes and all the excuses you was going to do. And that's why he put this together. And, and just to give you a little piece of what's going to happen in, um, in the, the New Testament, those people in the, in, in the days, in the end days, which is now, real time, those people, if Yahshua put his foot down here today, the children of Israel will be judged by those laws. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just telling you, they put, they being put down here today in this Leviticus. Like I said, it's the priestly code. So not only are the priests getting prepared to do their rituals according to uh, the most high laws, precepts, commands, and statutes, because they learning them now in Leviticus. Not only are they doing that, the children of Israel's being prepared and I'm not going to say groomed, but uh, get being prepared to uh, live within those guidelines, okay? So notice it wasn't like that with, um, with um, Abraham, Isaac, and um, Jacob went before they went to um, before they went to um, Mizraim, which is bondage. They started getting out of hand in Mizraim. So that's why the Most High put the laws and stuff in here. Like I said, he did this before the foundation of the world. Anyway, okay. Priestly service, this whole chapters one through 10 is the priestly service. Now, like I said last week, I set the stage on what the a tabernacle looked like, the intricacies of the tabernacle, the uh, Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be there and the Holy of Holies and the Holy wait a minute, the holy place and then the holy of holies, which was a room. And then there was a room inside of the room, which was the holy of holies. The outside of that tabernacle was holy. Nobody could walk on the ground with shoes. They had to uh, take shoes off. They had to wear ephods, specialized robes, the priests. Now, mind you, only the priests could go in here. So you saw the outside of the tabernacle. It was gated off. It had specifics. It had all this stuff going on. Um, the Most High wanted specialized uh, wood. He wanted gold. He wanted um, different stones. He wanted all of these things prepared and put together. So now it's done. They did it in five months. So now here's the sacrifices that the Most High wants. Remember, he took Aaron and his two sons. I said their names last week, but I'm going to say it again. Um, he took Aaron and his two sons. And uh, remember, Moses was a part of this too, but Aaron and his sons were the consecrated ones. And uh, they were supposed to do specialized things. Now, remember, the priests are supposed to be anointed. The priests are always supposed to be preparing the, um, the animals. Uh, and the sacrifices, all of them, and they're supposed to be consecrated, and they're the only ones that's supposed to do it, nobody else, okay, nobody else, because you know what happens if somebody who was wretched or some regular person that wasn't groomed or um, specialized to do it, they would die because they wasn't holy enough, okay, remember, Levi's line is the lot of the Most High, which means they inherit the Most High. They the priests. They represent the Most High. That's what it means. So, okay. 
Now we talk about the sacrifices. Chapter one is the burnt offering. There are various offerings that the most high want you to present, which is the priest. Remember, everything is about the priest right now. It, got, it has to do with the whole congregation, okay? And there's some stuff specialized just for the priests, but everything has to do with the whole children of Israel. Remember, I told you everything's on the children of Israel. So burnt offering is, um, it's a, um, it's usually a, um, it's an animal and it's from their flock. It's from Yasharel's flocks. Okay. It could be um, a, um, what is it? It's a lamb or it's a goat or a bull. It could be anywhere, but it has to be from the flock. And this is for the atonement. The burnt offering is for atonement. What does atonement mean? Atonement means when you are asking the most high for forgiveness. So you have to atone. And this was done frequently. Because you know the, the children of Israel is always doing something. So whether they knew they was doing something, remember I told you about the priest. You always had to um, ask for forgiveness because you don't know what you did. And they that's what the bells on the bottom of your robe represented. You hear them tinkling bells going back and forth. You know the priest is still alive. There are certain things that you do as a human being that is not appropriate according to the most high. So if stuff like that happens and you don't hear those bells no more while the priest is supposed to be doing his job, guess what? He's dead. So you have to drag that, the priest out of the holy place and get the next one. And this is how it was. So like I said, um, the atonement, the birth, uh, excuse me, the burnt offering was for atonement and reconciliation, forgiveness for sin, okay? how to do it and where to get it in flocks and herds. Um, like I said, you can only get your own, your own flocks or your own herds. The children of Israel, they couldn't get it from nobody else. Because remember when they left, um, when they left um, Egypt, which is Mizraim, there was other people with them. But the most I said, I only want your goats. I only want your bulls. I only want your sheep. I only want your pigeons. I only want your doves. I only want your flower. I only want your oil and it better be the best of the best. Don't give me no janky oils. Don't give me no janky flour. Don't give me no animal that got a blemish, that got a messed up hoof. One of the nose holes is um, closed. One eye is out of socket. Do not give me none of that. I want the best of the best, the top of the top. I want it all. I do not want you to give me a little piece of nothing. I'm asking you. And I'm commanding you to give me the best of the best. And a lot of times he wants a young bull, a young lamb, a young um, goat without spots or blemish, meaning they don't want no dysfunction in it. They don't want no, um, uh, you know, born with any defects. They don't want any of that. It better be the best of the best. A lot of times he wants the first one. Okay, so that's what that's what he wanted. It's always in every sacrifice. That's what he wants. Now, when he does, when the, a sacrifice is done, and this is pretty much how they do the sacrifice all the time. What they would do is they'll get this perfect animal, and what they do for these offerings, um, the priests will go through the uh, ceremony, and what they do will they will put their hands 
on top of the animal's head. They put it on top of the head, animal's head for sin, for burnt offering, for whatever. And they will say um, specific language or jargon to the most high. They put it on the head. Now, I want to put a pin in that. They're in Revelation, they say, um, and this is the correlation. In Revelation, um, they say that, um, you know, that the devil fools the whole world and that um, things are going to be happening and your head and your hand got something to do with it. Now, remember what I'm saying right now. When the sin offering, the burnt offering, and whatever other offering is given to the most high, the priest got to put his hand on top of the animal's head and say uh, whatever he had to say. Everything is always like that. He had to put his hand, and I'm going to read some. You ought to lay your hand on the top of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on your behalf to make atonement for you. You are to slaughter the young bull, lamb, uh, ram, uh, sheep, whatever it is, you are to slaughter them and splash the blood against the sides of the altar. Remember, this is the holy place, the altar, okay? In the entrance of the tent of meeting, you are to skin the burnt offering and to cut it in pieces. Now, there were certain, certain ways that you had to cut it. So, first of all, certain ways that you had to pray over the animal. Because whatever sin you did goes into the animal from the head. This is why. Then it had to be slaughtered. You had to cut the animal in a certain way. You had to separate the organs in a certain way. Each organ was meant for something. And like I said, this is the cliff note. I ain't going into it. it re it's right here. You can hear it in the um, uh, lesson that I'm going to upload. Or you can read it in the book of Leviticus. And this is the purpose, why the cliff notes. Okay, so uh, you're supposed to get the burnt offering. You cut it, you skin it, you cut it into pieces. These are the priests doing this and put it at the altar and set fire to it. Put it at the altar and arrange wood for the fire. And the wood was specialized too. I already showed you Acacia. Um, Aaron's sons shall arrange the pieces, including the head, the fat, on the wood that is burning on the altar. You are to wash the eternal, excuse me, internal organs and the legs with water. Remember where they are. The Most High wants you to um, wash everything. I already just told you what people said. They believe it's scriptural, but it's not, but it's relevant. Think about people who don't like washing or washing things. Those are goats. I didn't already told you that, okay? We can ready uh, run out of time, and I'm only on the burnt uh, offering, which is chapter one. Like I said, um, when the second link is sent to you, then pick it up, and we will continue. So the Most High wanted washed, even though they in the um, the wilderness, and water is scarce. So you already know the Most High. If you in the Most High's image, you want to wash and be clean, because that's what the Most High requires. Think of other nations that don't like being clean. You know the uh, you know the uh, the sheep from the goats. Come on now, I'm just pointing out the obvious. I will always point out the obvious because the whole world is uh, fooled and they believe one set apart people are the people and they don't believe the other set apart people are the people when they really are the people. 
this is why I keep pointing out uh, points to let you know who the people are. In every way, the devil fools you. In every way. In every way, the devil fools you. So that's why I'm going to point out what I point out. Anyway, that's the burnt offering. Okay. Oh, you are supposed to slaughter it on the north side of the altar. See, even this is specific. Everything specific. North side, south side, up, down, right to the left. The most high is specific in everything he wants you to do. And everything means something. I already told you the most high don't be doing stuff willy nilly. Okay. So that's the burnt offering in chapter one. And it goes into specifics. Now, um, you're supposed to wash the eternal organs in the legs in water and the priest will bring all of them to the um and burn them at the altar as a burnt offering a food offering okay a burnt offering is a food offering not the goat though it's wait let me see does it say goat no it says um it's a it's beef it's a bull okay so um and then you let it burn in the the uh, aroma from the food pleases the most high. Now, you know the most high don't eat, but the aroma from the food is pleasing to the most high. What happens to this food after it is cooked? The priests eat it. Okay? Okay. Now, it's also this. If the offering to the most high is a burnt offering of birds, because there was different things, you are to offer a dove for a young, or a young pigeon. Those are the only two birds he wants. Okay, um, the blood shall be drained out of the from the drained out on the side of the altar. Okay, and he's supposed to remove the crop and the feathers and throw them on the east of the altar where the ashes are. Okay, he should tear it open by the wings, not dividing it completely, and then the priest shall burn it on the wood that is burning on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering. An aroma pleasing to the most high. Okay, that's chapter one. Now we're on chapter two, the grain offering. The grain offering, like I said, is the best choice flour. Okay, it's the best olive oil because it's always olive oil. Okay, and it's supposed to be prepared by the priest on the altar. Okay, so... When anyone brings a grain offering to the Most High, their offering is to be of the finest flour. They are to pour olive oil on it, put incense on it, which is frankincense or myrrh. And that comes from trees, just saying. It, excuse me, and take it to Aaron's sons, the priest, and the priest shall take a handful of flour and oil together with the incense and burn this as a memorial, okay, in remembrance. Okay, it's a full offering and the aroma is pleasing to the most high. The rest of the grain offering belongs to Aaron and his sons, so he's supposed to take a portion. I already know, I already told you, the most high's lot is the priestly lot, which is Aaron, it's originally Levi, which is Aaron and his sons. Okay. If your grain offering is prepared on a griddle, because you're doing cooking, it is to be made of the finest flour mixed with oil and without yeast. I already told you the most high don't want no fungus. 
crumble it and pour oil on it. It's a grain offering. If your grain offering is cooked in a pan, it is to be made of the finest flour and some olive oil. Bring the grain offering made of these things to the Most High, present it to the Most High. Praise you, hallelujah. Um, present it to the priest who shall take it to the altar. He shall take it out. Now, remember, these are priests. Everybody in here is a priest, but some priests are ordained and um, consecrated just for the Most High. So one priest will do some, and then they'll give it to the Most um, consecrated priest, and then the consecrated priest will bring it to the uh, Most High. Everybody can't bring it to the Most High, okay? So um, he shall take out the memorial portion of the grain offering the burn uh, and burned it to the altar as as a food offering, and the aroma is pleasing to the Most High. Every grain offering you bring to the Most High must be made without yeast. I already told you we yeast is fungus. For you are not to burn any yeast or honey, just told you, in a food offering presented to the Most High. So that's the grain offering. That's chapter two. It talks all about the grain offering. Now we talk about the peace offering. The peace offering is a fellowship offering. It's either a lamb or goat that's um, sacrificed. Um, you lay your hands on his head. Remember, uh, you have to say words to the Most High and slaughter it and splash the blood against the altar. We already understand that. If your if your offering is a fellowship offering, you are to offer an animal to the Most um, from the herd. Your herd, whether it's male or female, doesn't matter. You are presented to the Most High an animal without defect. I already said that. You are to lay your hand on the head of the animal and slaughter it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then Aaron's son and the priest shall splash the blood against the sides of the altar. From the fellowship offering, you are to bring a food offering to the Most High. The internal organs and all of the fat is connected to them. Both kidneys with the fat on them near loins and the leg lobe of the liver, which you shall remove with the kidneys. Then Aaron's sons are to burn it on the altar on the top of the burnt offering that is lying on the burning wood. It is a full offering and aroma pleasing to the most high. If you offer an animal from the flock, as a fellowship offering to the Most High, you are to offer a male or female without defect, okay? You're supposed to break down and dismember the whole animal because everything means something, okay? And it says, Aaron's son shall splash it against the sides of the altar from the fellowship offering. You are to bring a full offering unto the Most High. That's, we give him his portion first. He's first. It's fat, it's a tired fat tail cut off close to the backbone, that's the L5, that's the L5S1, right there, cut that off, nobody wants the fat, the most high said, do not eat the fat, the internal off, uh, organs and all the fat that is connected to them, cut it off, both kidneys with the fat on them near the loins, cut it all off, the long lobe of the liver, which shall remove with the kidneys, take all that out of there, the priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering to present it, to the most high. Now, if it's presented to the most high, you know he don't eat, but the thought of you giving the most high your first, that's him. He's supposed to be served first. The master's supposed to be served first. And then later on, after all this ceremony is done, then it's a food offering to the priest. Okay. Um, also, the same thing goes for if it's a goat. I already told you, a lamb, a goat. 
Okay, and that's for the um, that's the peace offering. Now we talk about the spin offering, and this is um, chapter four. All right. Well, we got one minute and counting, but I'm gonna keep going, and then we'll pick it back up where I dropped off. Okay. So now the sin offering. This is the sin against the Most High. Okay. Um, the stipulations about sin. Um, the Most High is telling you. I already told you 613 laws. If you sin, um, if the whole congregation sins, if the priest is sinning and he didn't know it, if somebody sinned and they didn't know and then they find out, or if somebody's sinning on purpose, they must always repent. You always have to repent. Even now, you have to repent. So there's specialized things that you have to do um, when you're sinning. So you could sacrifice a lamb, a bull, doves or pigeons you already know that okay and a goat because the goat is primarily for sin i already told you go to my lesson on the platform um sheeps versus goats okay a lot of time the sin offering the scapegoat yeah that's that come from scripture the scapegoat that come from scripture. so um <clears throat> the scapegoat is from scripture so you know, primarily that's the sin offering, okay? If you're sinning against the most high, um, a lot of times you you um, get that goat, <laughs> okay? All right, so um, sinning against the most high. Um, so we are going into four, and I will read the sin offering. Um, when anyone sins and unintentionally and does what is forbidden in the commands, because I'm going to go into the commands and stuff in chapter five. If the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, because he represents the people, he's like the in the middle. The most high is his lot, but he prays for the children of Israel. So if the, if the priest sins or the, peop, uh, the people sin, without um, knowing it, I already told you there's a lot of laws. Um, he must bring to the most high a young bull without defect as a sin offering for the sin he committed, presented to the most high um, at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the most high, he is to lay his hand on the head and slaughter it. Remember, remember, there's always, they always have to put their hands on the top of the animal's head, okay? Let the sin go all through there, okay? It's symbolic. And they are, um, then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and carry it to the tent of meeting. He is to dip his finger into the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the most high. Now, this is at the tent in front of the curtain of the sanctuary. I'm gonna tell you what seven represents in a minute. The priest shall then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fra a fragrant, excuse me, incense that is before the most high in the tent of meeting. The rest of the bull's blood shall be poured out at the base of the altar of burnt offering at the entrance of the tent of meeting, he shall remove all the fat from the bull of the sin offering, 
All the fat is connected to the internal organs. Both the kidneys and the fat on them near the loins and the long lobe of the liver, which will remove with the kidneys, just as the fat is removed from the ox, which is, you know, the bull. Sacrifice as a fellowship offering. Then the priest shall burn them at the altar. Okay? So they're going to put it on the wood. They're going to um, cook it, basically. And that's the, that's the sin offering slash fellowship. Fellowship is coming together. Letting the most high know, yes, we sin. Please have mercy on us. You know. Now I'm going to tell you the, the significance of doing that seven times. Okay? Seven is a biblical number. I said in my previous um, lessons that there are biblical numbers. I'm not even going to go into biblical numbers. Do I know biblical numbers? Yes, I have an idea. I don't know every intricacy of, of biblical numbers, but yes, the most, um, excuse me, not the most high. Um, the uh, Ruach has been dealing with me with numbers before I even, I, I am not a numbers person. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a numbers person, especially my husband. He's a numbers person. When numbers start coming in my head and I'm doing numbers, I know something's going on because I'm not a numbers person. I leave that to my husband. But um, numbers have been coming to my head for years. That's how I found out about biblical numbers because um, when it comes to me, I need to understand why this is happening. Um, like I said, I do have um, spiritual discernment. Praise your hallelujah. He has given it to me. I've always had it, never knew what it was. And now that I do know what it is, I listen to the most high and he um, shows me what I need to know. So now I'm going to tell you what the biblical number is, um, which is seven. How many times was the, um, it used in scriptures? It's the number seven itself was used 735 times. I, what did I tell you about uh, things being used in the Bible? If something was said two times, three times, 10 times, 50 times, that's how important it is. The number seven was presented in the scriptures 735 times okay that's in the scriptures that's the completeness now um what is seven to the most high set the number seven is perfection okay that's the most high number seven is perfection you understand what i'm saying okay now the number seven multiplied like seven times seven, um, two times seven, six times seven, whatever, multiplied like that was used 860 times, all that together, 860 times. So that's how, if the number is multiplied three times, four times, duplicated, doubled, that's how important it is. So what did the most high tell the priest? dip your finger in blood and shake it around seven times, okay? So there is a significance with numbers, okay? All right, so we know what's going on in chapter four in regards to the sin offering, okay? And this must be for whoever sinned, the whole Yasharel or the priest, whether you knew about the sin, whether it was hidden and it came uh, to light later, whether you don't know about the sin, but you know somebody did something, the priest is supposed to have a sin offering, okay? 
And this is specified in chapter four and it goes into detail. If this happens, that, then you do this. If that happens, then you do this. If somebody did something intentionally, then you do it this way. If somebody did something you didn't know, then you do it this way. If somebody did something and nobody knew and then later on they found out, then you do it this way. This is how specific the most high wanted it done. I already told you the most high is not somebody who does stuff willy-nilly. He knows exactly what's going on. He's going to instruct you on perfection. And he wants it done because he knows that you could do it. In your mind, you say, oh, I can't do this. Just like Moses said, oh, no, I'm not somebody who um, is of good speech. The most high said, you doing it. Because the most high know you. He made you. He knew you before you was in the womb. So you ain't going to tell him, oh, I can't do this because of this. I chose you and you're going to do it. Okay. So now we're on chapter five. Chapter five is attending the regulations. Okay. And it's a breakdown um, through from six, chapter six, from chapter five, chapter six, eight, and seven. Okay. So um, what I'm doing and what I'm getting ready to explain to you is through all of those chapters, is the regulations, the laws, the precepts, the commands, and the um, statutes of the Most High. Remember, I already told you the 613 laws began at Leviticus and went through to Deuteronomy. Now, once we get into the second and the third part of Leviticus, I'm going to break down the laws. Now, the law that says you ain't supposed to be going, uh, be marrying or intermingling with anybody outside your own nation, that's in this, this book. The law that says you're not supposed to have um, sexual immorality with two people of the same sex, that's in Leviticus. The law um, that talks about you're not supposed to have sex with animals, this, that, the other, oh, don't do this, don't do that, specified stuff is in this book. And we're going to talk about it, but it's not yet. So now it's just the sacrifices and getting the priests ready to be consecrated, to be the only ones. Like I said, the line of Levi um, is the priest and their lot is the most high. Uh, from Levi, his descendants, which came to Aaron and Moses, Aaron's sons is the ones that's going to be the consecrated priests directly Aaron's now I'm talking about the children. What I said before setting the stage about children, having children. Having children is a wonderful thing. The more children you had, the more blessed you was. Aaron had a bunch of sons. From chapter six, uh, excuse me, five through eight, they're getting ready, they're preparing, they're doing whatever they need to do, okay? Specific prep uh, preparation, Remember, uh, through um, chapter, um, what did I do? Five and six and seven is the regulations, the statutes, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how to do it, um, A, B, C, D, F, G, all of those things, okay? Um, like I said, if anyone sins and they don't tell you that this need to be done, if somebody sins and they didn't do it, that need to be done. There were some people in the camp that was uh, more well off than others. Remember, I already told you, this is the start of um, tithes and stuff. The purpose of tithes was to make sure everybody was pretty much able to afford things. 
There's some people that could afford more than others. Did not mean that these people was poor, but if you had, um, if you couldn't afford the um, the um, the animal, then this is the Most High giving this information in five, six, seven, and eight. If you did, if you couldn't afford an animal like a sheep or goat or a little bull then you give doves or pigeons and the most high is telling you exactly what to do with them how they supposed to be given okay um and like i said the guilt offering in um chapter six um if you're guilty of x y and z then you do it this way the burnt offering must be made and it must be cleansed that's chapter seven it's pretty much the same in um those chapters in regards to sin offering, in regards to guilt offering, in regards to fellowship offering. In chapters one, two, and three, it's telling you how to do it. In chapters, um, well, four is telling you to, four, five, six, and seven is telling you what to do specifically. First, he's telling you how to do it, then he's telling you what to do. Because if the person sin this way, do that. If the person sin that way, do this. You know what I'm saying? And what category it falls under. This is where the statutes, laws, precepts, and commands come to the priest. So it's kind of like, um, you know, when you started a new job and you got to go for training so that you know what to do, that's what it is. Okay. From chapters um, four, five, six, seven, and eight, all of that, they have to learn how to do specific things for specific um, reasons, okay? Um, and now we are on, I already went all the way up to chapter, okay, the consecration is, okay, now I'm dealing with the priests themselves, okay? Oh, wait, first I wanna say, the Most High said, when you start doing all these things, remember, because when you sacrifice into the Most High, the Most High gets his portion first, and then the rest over, because remember you cook it. He gets his first uh, uh, section first. He gets his stuff first. And then later on, the rest of the stuff is there is for the priest. What does the priest say? I don't want you eating blood and I don't want the fat. I don't want you eating fat either. That's in chapter eight, seven, seven, sorry. Chapter seven, those are the important things. I don't want you doing that, okay? And then I'm gonna read, I'll read this. Eating fat and blood is forbidden. The Most High said to Moses, say to Yasharel, do not eat any of the fat of the cattle, a sheep or the goat, okay? The fat of an animal found dead or torn by wild animals um, to be used at any other purpose, but you must not eat it. Do not eat any of that. Anyone who eats the fat of the animal for which the food offering may be presented to the Most High must be cut off. Take it off, okay? You're not to eat the blood of any bird or any animal. Anyone who eats the blood must be cut off. So he's just telling you specifics. I don't want you eating the fat of the animal. I don't want you eating the blood of the animal. That is against the law. It's against the law. Now think about the people that you know or may know that go to a restaurant and they want something rare or medium rare. What do they do? Okay, I'm just pointing out the children of Israel, what their requirements is versus the whole world. I already told you the whole world led by the devil. The devil is the prince of this air. I'm gonna keep saying it because when I say, 
When I give that specific lesson about the devil fooled the whole world, you're going to know in every way. Right now, people who eating blood and they fool, they sinning. What are they? Heathens. Who's the heathens? The devil's children. Okay? They goats. And Yahshua's children are the uh, sheep. Go to my lesson on the platform library. You I did, already did a lesson. Sheep versus goats. And I brought receipts. I don't come in without receipts, baby. Okay? I'm not talking out of my behind. I'm coming fully equipped. You ain't supposed to be doing all that. Anyway, so let's talk about the pre-share. We still in seven, get ready to pop on the eight. The pre-share, the most high say to Moses, say to Yasharel, anyone who brings a fellowship offering to the most high is to bring part of their share to sacrifice to the most high. With their own hands, they are to present the full offering to the most high. These are the priests, not the consecrated ones. This is an offering for, uh, you know, it's the pre-share. They are to bring the fat together with the breast and wave the breast before the Most High as a wave offering. The priest shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast belongs to Aaron and his sons. You are to give the right thigh of your fellowship offering to the priest as a contribution. Okay, so... Um, the son of Aaron who offers the blood and the fat of the fellowship offering shall have the right thigh as his share. So the most high is telling them specifics, what you can have, what's supposed to be presented to me and what you can have. Okay. Now we on um, eight is the consecration. Specific preparations, I already said. They're going through all the motions of what the priest is supposed to do in all of this. Okay. Um, chapter eight, the ordination of Aaron's sons. Now, Chapter eight and chapter nine, the most high is, now we didn't went through all the way, now we on chapter eight and chapter nine, the priesthood itself, working on the sons. The most high already gave the um, Lord statutes, precepts, and commands to Aaron and his sons, and Moses was privy to it. You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You, you getting um, groomed and you getting, um, you going to get your, um, you know, your training. And this was months, okay? Remember, they was in the wilderness for 40 years. So they're getting their training because all this stuff is a lot. It's a lot. So they have to get this stuff together. So, okay. This is what it says. Uh, this is chapter eight. The ordination of Aaron and his sons. And the Most High said to Moses, bring Aaron and his sons, their garments and the anointed oil, the bull for the sin offering, the two rams and the basket containing bread made without yeast and gather the entire assembly at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses did as the Most High commanded of him and the assembly gathered at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses said to the assembly, who's the assembly? The children of Israel. This is what the Most High has commanded to be done. Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons forward and washed them with water. Everything was washed, okay? Okay, the most high like water. The most high wants you to be clean. What do the goats do? They don't like to be clean. They only wash when they feel icky. Just saying. He put the tunic on Aaron, tied the sash around him, clothed him with the robe. He's putting them all the clean up. He's doing all of the stuff that the most high said. Put on the ephod. He uh, fastened the ephod. I already told you what the ephod was last, um, last lesson. It's a, um, it's a, um, like a, um, Oh, damn. 
It's a poncho, like a smock with different colors in there. I already told you that. With a decorative um, waistband, he's putting on the priestly robes in front of the whole um, congregation. He anointed, this is Moses, anointed um, Aaron and the sons in front of everybody and consecrated. He's letting everybody know through ceremony, these are the lot of the most high. He's saying, he's preparing them. Then he presented the bull for the sin offering. Aaron and his son laid down their hands on his, they laid their hands down on the bull's head. Remember, transferring all the sin and all of that to the animal. This is why, okay? All right, and then they did, you know, the ritual of cutting it up and doing all that stuff, burning it up. Okay, so the priests begin their ministry. This they didn't they've been consecrated in front of the whole um the whole congregation, did all that. That's chapter eight. Now we're on chapter nine, the beginning of the priestly um uh line. Okay, okay. Um the priests begin their ministry. Or oh now. When the Most High said, you're going to be the priest, Aaron, you're, you're lying and all that. What they did, they had to stand outside the tabernacle. I, did, I said this last week. Remember when I said I put the cart before the horse. Aaron and his, the priest was supposed to stand outside of the tabernacle for seven days. Let them whole seven days go. On the eighth day, that's when they were supposed to go in. So this is what I'm reading. Okay. On the eighth day, Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. Remember, there was 70 that was chosen. Okay, 70 elders. This is like you go to the elders when stuff is wrong. This is like governing yourself. Okay, uh, they're like the um, the ones, like the um, the ones you go to when you got problems, you go to the elders and then they help you work through whatever it is. Those are the ones that you do. Okay, this had always been done Old Testament and New Testament. I don't know why it's not going on now at this time with the children of Israel, but it is what it is. Now, you go to the elders, of, um, the elders, they was all gathered, and he said to Aaron, this is uh, Moses, take the bull and the calf, they're doing another uh, sacrifice, and do a birth um, offering, don't forget that these animals cannot be blemished at all, okay, present them before the most high, and then say to the children of Israel, take a male goat for sin, for a sin offering, remember I already told you before, in the lesson, sheep and goats, the goat is usually the scapegoat, the sin goat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, both a year old without defect for a burnt offering and an ox and a ram, which is a male goat, for a fellowship offering. They doing all the sacrifices uh, for the most high together with the grain offering and mix it with olive oil for today, for the most high will appear to you. Now he's coming to the congregation, okay? And they took all those things for Moses. And remember, I already told you, when he said, this is how the priest, you know, presenting the priest, they said, I mean. What does I mean mean? I mean means, let it be so. Not amen. I already told you what amen means. How does the devil fool the world, whole world? In every way possible. By taking that A out of I mean and letting it be amen. Who is Amen? Amen Ra, aka Egyptian God. Stop playing with me. Anyway, like I said, um, Moses said that the uh, Most High is going to appear to you. And then Aaron came to the altar, slaughtered the calf. He did all the stuff that they said, going to the altar and separating kidneys and all this other stuff. And the burnt offering. And um, 
the most high appeared to the people fire came out of the presence of the most high and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar and all the people saw it they shouted for joy and fell on their faces now how important is that i didn't told you the most high said that the children of israel is the apple of their eye i didn't told you that ezra had a conversation who is a major prophet who they did not put his other two books in the bible is there a book of ezra yes but it's only book one they did not put book two, book three, book four. They didn't put the rest. Why? Because you will know who the children of Israel is. How does the devil fool the whole world? I'm going to keep saying it in every way possible. Who put those books together? Heathens. Every time a new Bible comes out, I don't care what denomination it is, it's tampered with. Again, like I said, the um, Most High Representative told Ezra, only the children of Israel I love. Everybody else is spit in the bucket. What? I'm talking Ezra 4. Okay. Okay. Two Ezra's, Ezra 4. He said, everybody spit in the bucket except for the apple of my eye, which is Israel. Okay. And he said that because he said, I never gave nobody, um, no blessings like I give the children of Israel. I never show nobody, none of my miracles. I never show nobody my manifestations. I just read to you that the Most High showed the children of Israel who he was. Did he show anybody else who he was? Anybody. So how can somebody else put the scriptures together when they never seen a blessing? They never seen a manifestation. They never seen none of that and you letting them teach you. It just says in um, Leviticus um, that the Most High showed him, the children of Israel who there was. Was there anybody else there that saw what the Most High just did? Nobody. So I don't want to hear nothing when a devil, when a, a, a somebody in sheep's clothing who's a wolf is telling you or trying to send you some kind of message from somebody else. I don't care what religion, I don't care what it is. The Most High was only dealing with the children of Israel. I don't want to hear from nobody else. And you shouldn't be listening to nobody else. What did um, Yahshua do when he was casting out them devils? When they saw him come up and they knew, they said, oh, we know who you are. You're the child of the Most High. What, the, what is the first thing that Yahshua said? Shut up. Because that's all they do is lie. They are of their father, a liar who was the liar from the beginning. So if anybody aside from the children of Israel is telling you anything else, what should you be doing? Should you be listening? Uh -huh. Think about all the religions that's here, all the proselytes. Okay, look that word up. I ain't gonna tell you. When they, in one of the lessons, I'll tell you. But look up the proselytes. Those are the ones that's trying to teach the children of Israel. How can a proselyte teach you when you ordain to know the truth? Child. I might even go go into that. Anyway, I'm on chapter 10. Okay. Chapter 10 is the conduct. The conduct of who? The conduct of the priest. Tell you what they did. Remember, they stood outside the altar. Uh, sorry. They stood outside the, uh, the tent of meeting. Seven days. On the eighth day, they was consecrated. They was ready. Let me just put a pin in that for a minute. Now. 
Last week, I already told you what was inside the, um, the holy and then the holy of holies. I already told you there's the menorah, there's um, the Ark of the Covenant that's in the holiest place. Remember, it's a room and then it's another room within the room. That's the holy of holies. And the first one was the regular holy. Now, remember the priests, the ordained sanctified priests are the only ones that could go in there. And the reason why is because the Most High already sanctified them. However, to err is human. Now, that's what they say, the social construct. You are going to make mistakes. And this is why you was given all those offerings. The burnt offering, the grain offering, the peace offering, the sin offering. This is why the trespass offering. This is why you have to give those. And the Most High made them specific. And what you're supposed to do with it. This is why. Because you're going to continue to sin because you're on this earth. We already know this. Everything is connected. This is why I say the devil's fooling all the world. Even when he's constantly, even when the most high is consecrating them and doing all this stuff, the devil's still around sinning. And the only reason why the most high is allowing it is to weed out the rebels from the beginning. Weed out the rebels. Okay. So in your heart, well, not in your heart, with your mouth and with your flesh, you could keep saying, oh yeah. I glorify the most high. Oh, he got me this, that, and the other. But your heart is saying something different. You can't pull your the wool over the most high's eyes, okay? And even the priests, when they consecrated, you can't pull the wool over the most high's eyes. And this is why you had to do all those sacrifices. Because even when you sinned and you didn't even know, this was in Job too. Job used to always sacrifice because he didn't know whether his kids did something bad or not. This is how faithful he was to the most high. But anyway... So this is why you have to always sacrifice to the most high because you didn't know whether somebody was doing something from the left or the right or the up or the down. You didn't know whether they didn't know or whatever. Remember, there's 613 laws, baby. It's a lot. Now, this is what happens. The death of, I already told you their names. Hold on. This is their original names because remember, everything's changed in the scriptures. I already didn't told you all right, this is the original names, and they hard to pronounce, so forgive me if I pronounce them wrong. Where are they? What are these names? What's the names? Where are they? Uh, huh, 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 huh. Let me see if I can find these names. Where are they? Last week's names. Um, I do have them, but I can't. I don't remember whether I put them on there. Huh. All right, I didn't put them down on this board, but I did write them in my notes because I do it with notes and the board and I don't have the notes in front of me, but um, the, no the names were really hard to pronounce. And since I'm reading from a different, not from the um, King James uh, scripture, which would take me even longer to explain to you. Anyway, it's saying the name was uh, Nabab, N-A, excuse me, Nadab, N-A-D-A-B, and Abihu, A-B-I-H-U. Oh, we're running out of time, but I'm getting ready to wrap it up. So those two sons were ordained first with Aaron. And it says, Aaron's sons, both of those names, took their censors. Now, remember, this at the altar, I told you there's certain things inside the holies. There's supposed to be fire that's always burning. It's supposed to be the fire of the most high. 
That's it. It's supposed to be his fire and it's always supposed to burn. Throughout the scriptures, there's some of them are in what they call the Bible and a lot of them are not. This special fire was protected. This special fire. You want to know what Aaron's two sons did? They brought some kind of fire. We talked about this last week. They brought some kind of fire that was not the most high's fire and the most high killed them right on the spot. So Aaron's sons was groomed, consecrated, all that to do a specific job, the first two, and the most high killed them because they brought their own fire in. You see what I'm saying about things that we think is trivial? Oh, it's just fire. No, honey. If you notice regularly, there's different types of fire. It's red kind of fire, a white burning fire, it's blue fire with the white in it. Child's different types of fire. We don't pay attention to that, but it is what it is. Okay, now let me hurry up and read this before I get cut off. So they took the census and put fire on them and added incense. And then they offered unauthorized fire to the Most High, contrary to his command. So the fire came out from the presence of the Most High and consumed them, which means they killed them. And they died before the Most High. Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Most High spoke of when he said, among those who approach me, I will provide holy in the sight of all the people. And I will be honored. That means I'm not going to play games with you. You're going to do what I said, and you ain't going to deviate from what I said. That's what he just said. And Aaron didn't say nothing. It's best just to keep your mouth shut because you can't beat nobody. Anyway, Moses summoned the other two children, the other two sons of Aaron, which is Mishael and um, Elizaphan, E-L-Z-A-P-H-A-N, which is not the names. Um, Hebrew. Anyway, so he, um, he, um, oh no, he, he summoned his, um, his cousins. He summoned them and told them to carry out Aaron's two sons. Okay. And then, um, Moses said to Aaron, um, get your other two sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, I-T-H-A-M-A-R, which is not the Hebrew names, but you know, the, um, these regular scriptural names. Anyway, do not let your son's hair become become unkept. What does that mean? If these children were not melanated, and we're going to get into this when we keep going, because you're going to know straight off who these children are. If these children's was, children were not melanated, why would they have to spend so much time on their hair? People who are not melanated, they don't have to do nothing to their hair. They can get up, bed head is all good and all that. People who are not melanated can't do that. So this is what the most high is saying. I already told you the devil fools the whole world in every way possible. People ain't paying attention to that. The most high said, do not let your hair become unkept. If, your hair, if you have melanated hair, which is woolly hair, which is from the sheep, you need to keep your hair kept. Why would the most high make a specific command of that? Pay attention, people. And do not tear your clothes. This is the specifications of the uh, priest. These two new ones that Aaron... Um, uh, the other sons, or you will die. Don't tear your clothes. Keep your hair done or the Most High is going to get angry with you and he's going to kill you. Okay, he's going to be angry with everybody because you should know better. I didn't already went through all the stuff in the front of the children of Israel. Remember what the Most High said? He didn't give that. He didn't show that to nobody else but them. Put your, uh, but your relatives and all of uh, Yasharel shall mourn for those 
who the most high destroyed by fire, those two sons, do not leave the entrance of the tent of meeting or you'll die. This is instructions to the other two sons because the most high's anointing oil is on you. So they did as Moses said. And your son, now remember, I didn't already said previously that alcohol is the old devil. This is what the most high said. And the most high said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink, whether you go into the tent of meaning or you will die. This is the lasting ordinance for the generations to come so that you can distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. So you can teach Yasharel all the decrees that the most high has given you through Moses. Do not drink alcohol. Do not deal with alcohol because it's the devil. He don't want none of that. It's one of the oldest demons. And you're no demon. Demon is not scriptural. He doesn't want any of the priests with no alcohol. What do the Catholic priests do? They be getting drunk as a skunk. I ain't trying to be mean or, you know, disrespectful or nothing, but they, they do drink. They do. The most I said, stay away from alcohol, among other things. And you and your sons and daughters may eat the breast that was weighed. This is the sacrifices. He's allowing the children, the priest's children, to eat the sacrifices. Other people can't. Okay? So the priest is um, consecrated. I already told you the line of um, Aaron, they consecrated. You can't drink no alcohol. Don't give me no yeast. Don't you give me no honey. I want the best of the best. Um, goats for the sin offering, scapegoat, um, lambs and sheep for certain um, certain um, offerings. There's various offerings that I need you to be aware of. Burnt offering, grain, peace offering, sin offering, trespass offering. You're supposed to come together. Make sure the priest is giving whatever he needs to give. If you will sin, whether you know it or not, or whether it comes to light later on. You need to be sacrificing and having atonement, which is coming to the most high and saying, you sorry, okay? Reconciliation, these are the, uh, the reason why uh, the atonements are done and frequently in the uh, wilderness, which is the desert. All this stuff was taking place in the wilderness. And this is just the beginning of um, Leviticus. We're gonna get down to specifics. I already told you the most high said, I want this, I want that, I want it specific. Am I going to point and say every 613 laws? No, I'm not. But what I'm going to do, like I said, this is a cliff note session. What I'm going to do is point out what's relevant and important today. Doesn't mean that all the rest of them is not important, but all the stuff that's going on, I already told you the devil fools the whole world. How is he fooling the whole world and the children of Israel? You know how he's fooling the whole world with the children of Israel. You know how he is. Turn on the TV and look at a commercial. What's wrong with the commercial? Turn on a TV show and see what the people that's melanated are doing. All this is the last cards of the devil. That's what I'm going to be pointing out in the 613 laws. And you'll know why I'm saying what I say when I start going into um, the book of Leviticus. Remember, I told you it's broken down in three parts. I just already told you part one and I already told you some of the things that the Most High said, what he don't want. No sexual immorality, no uh, in any way. Uh, humans with animals, humans, same sex, uh, all kinds of stuff. I don't want it. And it is what it is. The Most High said it, okay?
and the messenger who was me is saying it. Did I make up the laws? Did I uh, add anything or take anything away? No, I did not. There are two or three um, curses within the scriptures that say anybody who tampers with this or changes anything, they're going to be cursed. Oh, yeah, there's curses within those scriptures, within those ciphers. Uh-huh, they are. But like I said, this is the beginning of the children of Israel's laws and stuff. And I said it last week, the beginning of the end, because they're not going to listen to nothing he said. All throughout the Old Testament, they're going to be fighting with the Most High, and the Most High going to be wiping them out. Like I said, while they was in the wilderness, they did not listen. Many of them got wiped out. And none of the original people who went into the wilderness got to see the promised land. Their children got to see the promised land because that's how much they didn't listen. All kinds of stuff was happening to them. I already said it last week. I got less than a minute. I hope that this um, message edified you. I hope to see you next week. We don't have time for questions and answers. If you do have a question, you can upload it on the platform, which is um, Spotify slash Anchor. I don't think that you could do anything on, um, on Apple, not unless I do something live and I haven't learned to do that yet. So I hope that this message edifies you and I want you to have a Shabbat Shalom, which is a peaceful Sabbath. And I will see you in the next lesson until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.